0: Well, welcome back listeners. I'm Becca and I'm Gretchen and we are super excited about this episode. We are continuing our traveling with our taste bud series and this time we're heading to Italy to make the classic cacio e pepe. Since the sauce portion of this recipe is extremely simple, we decided we had to go and make it more complicated because <laughs> that's just <laughs> how we roll. And make the noodles by hand with some success. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, stay tuned. So if you make it with dried pasta, which is perfectly acceptable, because we do get into the origins of this pasta in the episode, so it may even be more proper to have it with the, the dried pasta. You'll understand what we're talking about later. Which would make this a world level one recipe with the fresh pasta, depending on how familiar you are with making that. Level two, world level two, world level three. Our first attempt at making pasta together lives in our Lost episodes folder, along with ice cream, black bean <laughs> burgers, and a few other things. So we decided it was time to try again. For the pasta, we're using a recipe by Simone Nosrat of the Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat cooking series book and all of that stuff. So we found this on her website. For the sauce, we're using a recipe from italy.com. And we reference an article from serious which is the best easy all purpose fresh pasta dough recipe instructions. It's a long title. It's actually a really long article too. It has a lot of good information in it. And it's really long. We'll put all of this up on the website. And you'll hear us once again, mention Kenji lopez Alt because we apparently are his fan club and <laughs> we don't use his recipe this time, but we do reference it. As far as specialty equipment goes, pasta machine does make things a little bit easier. I use mortar and pestle to crush my peppercorn. If You've got one just because you want those peppercorns to be a little bit more coarse. But otherwise, if you just got a pepper grinder, go with God. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I did. I actually did a little combo of ground and like myself fresh grinding. And I also for the first time ever, try putting cannabis oil into my pasta to make a meal that'll get me high. So this (laughs) is a fun little mad Grushinist experiment, if you you will. Because we can't have an episode without one. (laughs) (laughs) We're on a streak. We can't break it. To uh, wait for the final thoughts on those noodles until the end. But uh, it was an adventure. (laughs) As always. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course, highgluttony.com and have fun. Here we go, gluttonyers. We kick it off by sharing what we're both smoking and drinking. So grab whatever makes you relax and settle in for our pasta making adventure. And we share, share the ingredients for both recipes before we get started on our dough. And then we finish up this section with our kneaded dough, taking a little nap on the countertop. So light up and enjoy. What What are you smoking today, Becca? I'm enjoying some LA Confidential again. I really like this one, which is interesting because it's got a balance of myrcene and limonene. No, no, I'm sorry. No myrcene. It's got caryophylline and limonene and then a little linalool. So I've been really liking this one. Nice. I'm going with uh, the, what is it, pineapple, orange, orange, pineapple, Uh, those joints Mm. that I've really been enjoying lately that are so nice. I'm breaking a joint and smoking it in a bowl so that I don't have to smoke too much of the joint so that I can be coherent through making (laughs) pasta, or at least (laughs) attempt to be coherent. We do our best. And And then what are you drinking? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you the same question, so... Since you've asked me first, I will tell you. I am drinking a little bit of um, Punt e mes over a little ice with some sparkling water just to lighten it up. Nice afternoon, uh, refreshing j- drink here. Mm. It is an Italian liqueur. so Very fitting. I am drinking right now a hard kombucha. It's watermelon <laughs> with hints of basil and sea salt. I thought that would be Ooh. delicious. Mm-hmm. I can't really taste it any of that stuff very much um but i also have a bottle of verdello open that i'll have Ooh, as we cook with your... and then with the pasta yeah nice very excited i also enjoy the uh, description of your hard kombucha yeah i get these hard kombuchas like oh this flavor sounds great and then i taste it and i'm like I- this tastes the same <laughs> as the other ones. <laughs> there's a tiny bit of a difference but not really Fair enough. We're not uh, kombucha sommeliers, I guess. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if I had any Italian wine, but I don't think I do. Are we ready to dive into the pasta situation here? I think so. You heard us say in the intro what we're making, but we'll say it again. Cacio e pepe. Oh my gosh. I've never what? made this. We're making pasta. Pasta, 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 pasta. <laughs> you know, run through the ingredients and stuff, right? That's something we like to do first. (laughs) So I'll read the ingredients and then you can give us a little outline and then we'll get pasta in. So we're using two cups of flour. We're both using all purpose, but you could also use OO. That's also 300 grams if you're measuring that way. Two eggs. I'm actually using OO flour because I had some that I'd bought a while ago and I need to use it, so. OO, so two, we've got two cups of flour. All purpose is great if you ha- that's what you have. And then if you're special like me and buy things fancy flour, like type OO or semolina, you can whip those out for this. Then we're going to add some. So then two eggs. And then you can either use a quarter cup of water or three egg yolks. I'll be using water. Gretchen will be using egg yolks. Is salt added to both or is salt only for the egg yolks? No, salt's for both. Got it. Does the Sa- salt type make a difference? No. Okay. I am using kosher salt today. The equipment we're going to use for this pasta part, at least the first part, just a large bowl to mix in. You can mix directly on your counter, but it can make a big mess. So bowl just helps contain the mess, but we will be kneading it on, on the counter. Uh, if you have a pasta machine, that's also very helpful for the rolling and cutting part, but we'll get there in a little bit. The only other specialty equipment you need for this recipe, the uh, Gio and Pepe, is a large pot for cooking your pasta. You could reuse your large bowl. You're actually gonna need it twice. uh, Once for mixing your dough. And then you can give it a quick quick clean and use it to mix up your sauce. So we're starting with a large glass bowl and our flour already in it. Right. I've also added some salt. Okay. There are various schools of thought on when you add the salt. like I've seen recipes where you add the salt to your liquid, then add that to your dough. Today I'm gonna mix it right into the flour and that gives a you know a nice long time to get it distributed fully through the dough and giving it lots of time to mingle with the uh, other ingredients. Sorry, how much salt? Uh, I, I would start with like a teaspoon. I don't okay. know. I kind of just do what feels good to me. And I think so. I guess a teaspoon would probably be okay. a good place to start. Because you don't have to add as much salt to the dough itself, as long as when you go to cook it, you're adding salt to your water. When okay. Cooked. Can you talk us through an overview of the next couple of steps? Ah, yes. Flour and bowl, make a well in the center. We're going to add our liquid to that. So depending on if you're using the water or the egg yolks, your eggs and water and egg yolk. Oh, God. This is very hard to explain for some reason, or my brain's really tripping over, like, having to explain. (laughs) Anyway, your liquid ingredients. So we're going to add that to the dough. Using a fork, we're going to stir that in, working in a little bit of the flour at a time until we got kind of a dryish, shaggy-ish mess. And we're getting very familiar with that shaggy dough style, so Um, you'll know what you're looking for there. And then once it gets to that point, you can really do it on the counter. That's probably going to be the easiest place to do your full kneading. And we're going to knead it for three to five minutes. So just until it really comes together. I always thought when I had gone to culinary school that the kneading took a lot longer. So I don't know if it just felt like a really long time when I was in, you know, younger than I am or or if it was. Five minutes doesn't sound like a very long time. I suppose I should set a big sort of timer for that. Once we've kneaded it for five minutes, we're gonna let it rest for at least 30 minutes. I think you can pretty much go up to overnight. The dough will be, the longer it sits, the slacker it'll get. So if you're, you might have to knead it up a little bit more to get your dough to the right consistency on the noodle part. But as long as you give it at least 30 minutes, you're good to go. And then we'll, okay, roll some shit. <laughs> I'm adding two eggs now. Right. And half of your quarter cup of water. Adding two eggs and an eighth a cup of water. Right. Especially since last time your dough was really wet. (laughs) Yes. Last time we made this, my dough was a disaster. And it was the first time I had used my pasta roller. So there were all these metal flakes everywhere. (laughs) Oh, it was a mess. (laughs) Let's hope this comes out better. I think it will. <laughs> I, you know, practice makes perfect. <laughs> Did you whisk your eggs up first before you started incorporating flour? No, because you're gonna because wor- you're gonna start stirring so much. Like okay, it, it's gonna get mixed pretty well. Be- and since we're gonna mix this for kind of a long time, that's not as much of a concern. Okay, are you supposed to be going slow and steady or kind of fast? Depends on what you can handle. I kind of slow and steady. If you're watching my technique over here, I mean the the. The more flour you get in the less you're gonna have so see i'm already already moving over to using my hands Uh, i see mine is feeling a little bit dry but i'm going to keep working with it before i start adding trying to add any additional liquid okay mine feels super dry all right so this is the stage where you're going to want to add the liquid you know so i would definitely add at least the other half of your quarter cup, and then maybe get a little bit extra if yours is as dry as mine is. Okay. I don't know how we had it so wet the last time. I forget what happened with that. I feel like every time it's different. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to get some water. My, my flour must be very dry. I'm really loving, and that I have to have Sarah to thank for these little like kind of like shot glass looking measuring cups. They're super handy. That's great. How many ounces are there? It's a five. Well, this one's five ounce. You can usually find them in like a four or five ounce size. Yeah, that's great. Something I would have never thought would be as useful as it is. So I think I'm going to be able to move mine to the counter here in a second. I think maybe I need a little bit more water. As with most things, it's pro- It's going to be easier to get the water in now and then make up that difference with fl- adding flour later. So you want a wetter dough versus a drier dough at this point because it's just going to get drier as you work with it. Okay, can I show you mine? Oh, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. How's it feel? Pretty good. Does it have it's, any st- stick to it? Yeah, it does have some stick in the middle still. Okay. All right. Well, then I keep working with it because another okay. another tip I can give you is that if you just need to add, I mean, this has varying degrees of success. But if you need to add any water later, like if you're like, oh, it's just a little bit off, it's really uh, easy to just like get your hands wet and then work with the dough. Okay. Just the like the because otherwise you just it's usually hard to do it any other way. Okay. So I'm moving to the counter. So stop banging that bowl around. <laughs> the article recommended spritzing with a spray bottle of water. Oh, Okay. If you need to. Yeah, add that would some. make sense. Some some a little bit of moisture later on. That's yeah too. That, that is a, a very, very good, good, good tip. idea. Yeah. yeah thanks person who wrote the article which we'll say in the intro because i yes. don't remember right now yeah asking us to remember details from an article right now that's that's ridiculous come on <laughs> i am in the middle of some serious work here that's looking really good you're definitely ready to move to the counter and start eating. okay do i flour the countertop uh how dry is it very dry okay <laughs> Your dough. I meant your dough. Oh, mine, I'm, I'm adding a little flour. I keep putting a little bit of flour down because mine's mine is now showing me how wet it is. So I see. Okay. So maybe I'll just start and see if it sticks at all. If it sticks. Yeah. Cause it, okay. the nice thing about pasta dough is it'll, you can get it off the counter, you know, just use a bench. Scra- Do you have a bench scraper? No, have I, I only have yet. No, I have a little, oh, okay. You have a scraper. Little I, you scraper. something. We'll get you it's a bench about, scraper. Yeah. It's about <laughs> two inches wide. As in the course of this, this podcast, they'll so just find out all the tools that you need, so. I know, I know. We're down to two wine glasses. I, we will get some more, but we are down to two. Oh, and I, one, I, can, flute. I, I was like, I could send you wine glasses. I have all those brighter <laughs> glasses still. Oh, yeah. I have cases of them in my closet. <laughs> of course. But I don't know how I feel about shipping those might not work out so well. Yeah. So. I'll bring you a couple boxes. <laughs> Perfect. So how, what's the best way to knead? What are you, looking, I, what motions are we doing and stuff? So I'm doing, hang on, I have to, now I have to think about it. Thank <laughs> God you're here, Becca. Otherwise I would never explain this. You, you push away from you and then kind of put your hand up over the top and pull back. And then fold and fold and then push away from you. And occasionally like I'll do a quarter turn on the pasta. So like that I'm getting a slightly different angle cuz sometimes it gets a little like long in one direction. There will be a certain yeah. point where you really won't be able to pull it like that anymore. Uh-huh. You should feel it getting quite stiff as you Okay. So you, you may end up just being able to sort of like kind of push it back and forth really and and not get as much of a fold. If you Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so I think what I hear is you kind of start with a mound and then, using the base of your hands, start at the bottom of the mound, kind of towards the top, and push up. Pull the topmost part back towards you. Yeah, and then push out again. Okay, so. so you push all the way up towards the top, and then you grab then the top and pull it back pull like it a back. hot dog bun. And then and then push, then push out. Start again. doing it again. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to describe that out for our glutton ears. <laughs> I am loving my, how my muscles are looking in the, uh, camera. yeah, getting strong ring fit adventure. So ring good for fit. your arms. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. Maybe by the time we put this episode out, I'll have la- launched my ring fit adventure guide on the uh, website. Your, your master spreadsheet guide. <laughs> stupid amount of data that I'm collecting on this, this game it's incredible. that i doing for no reason other than I just want to have it. <laughs> and I don't seem to be able to find like this level of detail anywhere else. Yeah, it's incredible. Wait till you see it, everybody. <laughs> I have but, been uh, forgetting to turn mine a little bit. So I have that's okay, kind of a mushroom. <laughs> so yeah, I think I must be doing it every time. I don't know. I will have to watch this video very closely when I. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I do kind of do like maybe an eighth of a turn every time. So, yeah, because yeah, you're getting kind of a square. Mine's more round. So I I must be doing a bit of a turn each time. I think mine is done. Okay. I'll watch you. I think yours looks still pretty. Although it's not coming together quite as easily, is it? No. It's it's pretty stiff. Okay. Yeah. I think yours is done too. Yours. Looks All right. Like, yeah. Yours might be further along than mine is. <laughs> okay. So. It's okay that it's not <clears throat> like a nice round ball. It's still kind of. No, it's it fine. Like half You'll be able range. to. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to want to work with it right now. It's going to be. Okay. You don't want that. <laughs> All right. So time to stop. Time to stop. And let this rest for thirty minutes. Do we cover it with a towel? A plastic wrap, I think, would be better wrap or maybe a wax wrap would be fine okay section two with our dough resting we chat a little bit about the sauce we're making and finish up our prep which mostly means just grating up a bunch of that really fucking delicious cheese and then once our dough has rested for a little bit we start running it through our pasta machines so we use a little bit different cookware from what most people would be comfortable with I guess considering I'm using a 13-inch skillet to cook my pasta and you are using, Becca, a 5.5-quart pitch oven. So looking for something with a little more surface area in it, not quite as tall and skinny as most pasta pots. We also get into me attempting to make my cannabis-infused pasta and struggling a little bit with that. <laughs> Enjoy section two! I still need to grate my cheese. And then I also wanted to, I was reading the Serious Eats Cacio e Pepe recipe, and they toast half of the peppercorns. So I was gonna do that because I thought that sounded really good. <laughs> okay, yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, and she, she had a lot of, uh, I think it was a she. Shoot, I will have to check, hold on. Oh, <laughs> nope. I will give you one guess to whose recipe it is. <laughs> it's not, it's Kenji. Yeah. <laughs> He's everywhere. It's pretty amazing. He's incredible. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> why, why Why? are we not surprised? Well, it was serious. Eats. We should have Well, guessed. I think it was a woman that wrote the article, the pasta article that we were reading. So that's why I assumed. Oh, right. I assumed they were related, but that was silly. So I'm toasting my peppercorns. Because I just can't get away from this idea of of that. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Kind of interesting. They're dancing around in the pan. Should I have any water going? Not just yet. If you wanted to get your pot on the stove, that would be a good good idea. Because I think we'll start the pasta water once we start rolling the pasta out. Oh, Okay. Throwing pepper all over the kitchen. All right. Like exploded out of the pan. Mm, that smells really good. Oh, oh no. But that might be get, getting rid of my high. Oh, the pepper. You got to watch out for that. So I'm just going to smash mine up in a mortar and pestle. So right now I'm going to prep my sauce ingredients. Me too. <laughs> I uh, couldn't find, uh, what is it? Pecorino. Pecor- Pecorino. Yeah. Pecorino Romano. I found a Pecorino Treblano. Oh, that's fine. I mean, it's basically, this is a wonderful segue into my pecorino research that I did last night, that will take literally two seconds, it's not a lot. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Because one of the things I discovered was that pecorino is, it's a much broader term than I originally thought, because it really just refers to like a sheep's milk cheese made in numerous places in Italy. The other part of what I've come to discover is that that is also true for prosciutto because they tend to use that. That is just like a ham. I mean, that's a very specific kind of ham, but then each region has a little bit different take on that. Mm. The Pecorino is kind of the same where you get it from various regions. I mean, this is all comes back to the fact that it, Italy was at one point, a bunch of little kingdoms that had come together to be right one country at this point. And that a lot of it is mountainous, so it's not easily traversable. So you had a lot of like small localized cultures. Awesome. So this is pecorino from a different region. Right. As long as it's a sheep milk, sheep's milk cheese, you're good. Because you want okay, that good. tangy sheepiness. Perfect. Well said. I'm also doing some Parmesan. Now, do you want me to tell you why uh, Parmesan is not the right cheese? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> do you want me to shame you now or later? <laughs> I just get it over with. <laughs> Not that by any means people are not out there every day making this basically this pasta with Parmesan because everybody does. And like half the recipes we found had at least some Parmesan to it. And and this mostly only has to do with the fact that Parmesan comes from the north part of Italy. So Pecorino is more, although obviously as I discovered, Pecorino is everywhere in Italy now, but traditionally more from the south. Should've looked into the root of Pecorino. That would probably help me understand why it's everywhere. I thought you said you were going to do two types though. That's why I did it. I mean, I can because I I did buy a chunk of Parmesan too. Not that I didn't already have Parmesan. I just bought more. I mean, I wasn't not not going to use any. (laughs) Some purists would probably go, well, that's not right. You should never do that if you're looking for the authentic experience. Since cheese is all great. I love Parmesan. Like, and Parmesan just has a different flavor. So all you're doing mm-hmm. is adding another nice flavor to your cheesy pasta. So why wouldn't you? I'll take it, yeah. And we need how much cheese? for? Have we talked through the sauce at all? I don't think we have. Oh no, I just jumped right straight into that. We, cause we did, we're like, oh, we gotta do the pasta. So let's, so let's take a beat. I mean, it's not like that's gonna take very long. I think that's partly why I was just jumping ahead. I was like <laughs> two things in the sauce, no, sorry, three things. If we're going by our high gluttony rules that water is an ingredient. And in this case, especially, Mm -hmm. you're using your pasta water. So we definitely qualify that as an ingredient because if you dump out all your pasta water, you're going to be fucked. You don't (laughs) want that. So this is, I mean, as far as what you want to call a sauce, it's very fast. Did you do um, like a, have you did some history? Just a brief thing. Okay. Yeah. Just just a short story. I didn't think it was going to, I'll try not to get into that too much. For some reason, I get this confused with doing pasta carbonara because carbonara means like charcoal. And so the whole story, backstory behind that is it was because you're using, you know, ham and egg and a little bit of pasta. It's good, hearty lunch, especially for people who are working the mines. And it has something to do with the fact that a little bit they would make the pasta in their helmets and it would have little flecks of charcoal in it. I forget hmm. the exact story. Mine is shitty, but it makes good pasta. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the takeaway we get from this episode, (laughs) then that's the takeaway. (laughs) In lieu of having the carbonara, traditional carbonara, now you add more pepper, and that's how you get your charcoal. I see. So our two ingredients are cheese and... peppercorns (laughs) and water and water and pasta water are three ingredients. So sorry. Okay. Three (laughs) ingredients. Pasta water is kind of a vague quantity though. They don't really give you a firm amount. So that's sort of why I'm not fully giving it its ingredient status, I guess, is that it's a increment thing. Uh, Because you're adding going to add some. All right, let's talk through the the process here. We're going to roll out our pasta going to cook the pasta. Once the pasta is done cooking, we're going to add it to a warm bowl. Then we are going to add approximately half of the cheese that you're using today and your black pepper, about half or maybe not quite half, and mix that with your pasta. So your pasta will have a little residual water on it, basically taking that little bit of moisture that's on the outside of the noodles and turning that into a very fast cheese sauce. (laughs) delicious it's so good is that is that good is that good yes that's awesome how much cheese are we doing so the recipe that we're using as reference from Italy, <laughs> the name of the website is Italy, <laughs> as in E italy serves six and they're recommending one and a half cups of grated cheese if i'm doing it for two people Slightly like two thirds of a cup of cheese, really, I guess would be kind of where it was at. But I'm gonna round that up to a full cup because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna limit myself on the amount of cheese I'm putting in the sauce. Like <laughs> right. It's one of three ingredients. I mean we there's can't no, skim. I, I feel like there might be a point where it got too cheesy, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you could really do that. Like right? is there a too cheesy point? My waistline says no. So. Yeah, I would say, too, that I will, no matter what, still put more cheese on top. So <laughs> <laughs> either way. Listen to that great grating sound for your AMSR, I, whatever that is. ASMR. I like it, actually. Yeah, I'm just going to listen. All right, now I have far too much cheese that's good. And <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> I am crushing up my black pepper in a mortar and pestle, which is just me being a little extra, it, even though the recipe does recommend grinding it so that you have some larger chunks. Is this the peppercorns that you already toasted? Yes. So I did toast half a- of these for a, another dimension to the flavor. Huh. I don't know and what how, this much is. <laughs> how much pepper, how much pepper, I did a tablespoon, but for six servings, you it's recommended two tablespoons. So I'm doing half that amount because that's as much as I'm going to need today for myself and my, my dinner guests. So a, a, a tablespoon? Yeah, a tablespoon, which is what we'll okay, use thanks. for you and James. I keep thinking about how I was working at the restaurant in New York. I don't remember what I made. I think it was like, might have been mashed potatoes or something and like got carried away with the black pepper. Oh. Uh- and this woman that was working there who was not shy about her feelings, which I don't, anyway. Right. She goes, wow, I always forget you can use black pepper to make things really spicy. You're like, oh, I forgot too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what happened. Another thing I thought was really interesting in the serious eats recipe by that lady that wrote it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> was that he recommend actually using like a low wide pan to cook your pasta so that you get more evaporation out of the water and you get more concentrated like pasta water. But I think yours because it's wide. Six cups, eight cups. I think you'll be fine. I just changed my mind on what pot I was gonna use. So I'm gonna use my 13 inch high walled skillet. To cook it, the water? Yeah, because if Kenzie suggests it,
1: I gotta gotta try it.
0: it. (laughs) Uh-huh. is I, all over it. I'm going to guess our dough is probably rested enough. <laughs> okay. So we're back to the dough. Yep. We're going to finish rolling it out and then we'll cook it, right? Correct. With my cannabis oil that I that I made last night. What's in it? Ooh, you mean what strain? Yeah. It <sighs> It's either blueberry or jelly bean. So we're probably gonna need a little bit of flour, at least a, a little bit for the machine, pasta machine. Okay. My dough's pretty good texture. It's not too dry. Oh, that was probably a really bad idea. I just dipped my hand into the oil. Uh, Oops. <laughs> like, yeah, cross-contamination much, Gretchen? Come on. <laughs> What are we looking for right now to know that it's ready? So it should be softer than when you, you put it down to rest. Okay. More pliable. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mine always seems to, I, I feel like it gets a little yellower, but. <laughs> mm, like, like darker. Could, yeah. That could just, that could not be true at all. <laughs> uh, I thought that at first. So it could be. I don't know if it's, yeah, just the, the fact that it's getting hydrated. Oh, this, this is going to be a problem. This was bad, a bad idea. What was? Trying to knead this oil in. Oh, the oil? Now. Not proving to be a fun thing. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I probably, what I'm probably going to have to do is let it sit again for a minute. Put it to one side. Let it hang out for a little bit. (gasps) I just had a really good idea. What? Make Parmesan broth. So you, like, I don't know if you do this, but I do this. Save all your Parmesan rinds because you can, you either use them in stock or you can make your own broth, but make a broth and then make a pasta out of that. Mm. Yeah. So cook the noodles in the broth. You could do that too. But like if you added like a concentrated Parmesan broth to the actual noodles, like when you, Oh, instead of like water, Mm. you need to do this like right now, like do it right now. Take two on rolling the dough. Okay. So you floured the surface. Yeah. Beh- but like behind the pasta maker, I just kind of give it a good sprinkle all over so that, you know, less chance it's going to stick, especially since it's a little bit, a little bit wet. Not really, but okay. should I cut mm-hmm. a portion of this? I, yeah. Cut like a quarter. Oh, a quarter. that's right. Cause I made a double batch too. So <laughs> I have a noise disclaimer. I think my pasta machine is kind of loud. So apologies everybody as I start rolling. And so we want to start with the widest setting, correct? Yeah. Yours was squeaking, wasn't it? Yeah, it was squeaky. (laughs) I was going to say, well, we could just put some olive oil on like your, the edges of your machine or something to, to grease it a little Hmm. bit. Okay. So so I'm starting to run mine through. You're going to kind of have to, you can get this too dry. So, you know, if it starts to get pretty stiff or, or once it starts to get pretty stiff, make sure you're not adding any more flour. And we wanna send it through about how many times before moving to the next setting? Once or twice. Once or twice. So I'm gonna fold mine. Sorry, how far did you go down? So I'm down at number four, and I think I might go up just a smidge to a wider setting because I'm folding, uh, in order to do a little bit more kneading on my dough, I'm folding it in thirds and then I'm gonna put through the pasta machine again. Got it. Uh, So yeah, moving up to a slightly wider setting might help you get it through. Plus, we're going to make the so noodle our noodles a little bit fatter like this time. Once you fold it, you want to put it back to a wider setting yeah. to make sure it has space. Okay. Yes. I actually just had to dip all the way back to one. <laughs> okay. Two, two wasn't cutting it back from four. And can you remind me of your scale? Because ours go the opposite direction. What is your scale? So I have one through, what is it? Seven? And one uh, is one the through, smallest? Is, one is the smallest. I got one through nine. Oh, no, sorry. Nine is the smallest. One is the largest. And okay. yours is like, what, one through five, and it goes the other way, right? Where, yeah, it's one through six, and six is the biggest. Six so is So I'm going to take it. I've taken it down to four. Okay. So stop and fold. Yes. Okay. When you do this folding, too, I guess it helps keep that shape, like a rectangle shape. Yes that that's the other reason to do it cool if you fold it get better about folding it like you can get really good at like kind of making even sheets that go the whole width of the machine cool think of the word i wanted (laughs) (laughs) since i want a thicker noodle i'm only going to take this down to a four but i'm going to run it through the machine a couple more times just to even it out a little. Yeah, and I'm brushing any extra flour off a little bit here so that they don't have too floury of a outside. But it's also sort of good for what we're trying to attain here is to have a little bit of something extra to thicken on the outside of the noodle because that'll just help your sauce. Okay. So I've run this through six times on four and I can feel it's drying out a little bit right now. Okay. And I'm gonna cut what I have here in half I think this is a good, it might be almost two feet in length. So I'm going to cut it down so that it's, you know, about 12 inches. And I kind of think I'm going to go for the skinny noodles today. Okay. I don't know if I've ever even used that setting on my pasta machine. (laughs) Ooh, really skinny. (laughs) Now, if I was a good little chef, I would have gotten something out to put my pasta on like a parchment lined baking tray or something. Yeah, something like that. So I'm going I'm going the extra mile on mine because I happen to have some semolina flour in my con- pantry, so I'm putting a little semolina flour on my noodles. But if you don't have that, you can just use regular flour. What will that do? It just keeps them from like turning into a club. Cool. You, you put yours through that last setting a couple times, mm-hmm. six times, I think, and then you cut it in half? Yes. Sort of depends okay. on how long your sheet is. Yeah, I'd probably cut that in half. Okay. This makes the noodles easier to handle. Okay. Okay. And then just put it through. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is this is beautiful. All right. I'm going to see what what's happening over here with my infused one. Oh, good that softened up pretty quick oh my god Gretchen I was wa- I just sitting here trying to turn this and it like wasn't turning and I hadn't moved my handle up to the <laughs> side. yes this this I have done this many many times even when not stoned so I'm like why won't it work <laughs> one of these days I'm actually going to try doing it with my kitchen aid you have an attachment for the kitchen aid mm-hmm Cool. And I've never, I've never used it. I might bust it out today, even. Yeah. Because I really, really want to. <laughs> right. And I'm doing a good demonstration right now of why using semolina flour with the pasta machine sometimes isn't the best. <laughs> it's just too slippery. <laughs> but that's also partly the, the oil. I got my first little pile. Yay! They're beautiful. Thank you. Uh, you can also fold the sheet of pasta earlier in the rolling process too okay my pasta machine there's something wrong inside of it and I want to take it apart but I'm also scared to take it apart all right so the texture on this where the dough that I added a little oil to is a little bit different from the first batch that I got there okay what's the difference it's it's just a little softer you know it's and that's that oil kind of working its way into the dough okay it has a a little bit deeper color but that's also because the the oil was brown (laughs) (laughs) well that'll be fun i got the the cannabis that i put in there i got it nice and toasty so what temperature do you use to decarboxylate it i usually well it depends so last night i did 300 because i've been toasting my stuff a lot lower temperature lately and Mm -hmm. i feel like the the you know I'm not getting the potency I'd be hoping for. Okay. So I thought maybe I just, oh, more, more notes about ring fit, by the way, as I'm working my way through this pasta. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have you washed the grips on your ring fit ever? Oh my God. No. You might want to. Should I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gross. (laughs) I just did mine a few days ago because I have a spare set and so like uh, I, I was like oh I sh- you know I've never watched these let's see how dirty they are and I was like oh my god so gross okay yeah gotta do that too. Did you watch Thunder Force? That makes me think of that movie. I haven't watched it yet. I should oh okay. I uh, guess I should have watched it when I was sick last week. I just watched a lot of SVU instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it sounded like you were pretty preoccupied with SVU. Are you, so you're about what? Three quarters of the way into your dough now? Or where are you at in terms of how much you're making of this batch? Uh, maybe a third. Okay. Like As far as dough goes, I still have most of what I've made to go. So okay. I, I, this is just my experimental cannabis batch that I'm that's doing right, right now. That's right. That I'm going to use for my my little personal batch that I'm doing. So I'm doing a little bit fatter noodle on this because I want to make sure I can tell it apart from the that other fair. stuff I just made. So you still just done like one quarter of your dough so far, right, or no? I actually just finished the second the second quarter. Quarter, yeah. So I'm You're doing halfway the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And the stuff that's already been cut, that just sits on the parchment paper. We don't have to do anything to it for now. Nope. Okay. It's just going to hang out there for a while. Just relax, little guys. Oh, I got to reheat my oven. I was going to heat my bowl in the oven, which I guess it doesn't need to be super, super hot. I got to wash my... Now it's on to the last section of the day. We're almost done. And I think it proves pretty quick from here (laughs) because it's Cooking our fresh pasta noodles, and warming up the bowl for our pasta, and then making our sauce. Five or six minutes, I think, was what it ended up being. Very quick. Gretchen closes us out by combining her noodles, pasta water, and cheese together, like she said. And we also share a little fun fact about cacio e pepe before we end this section. So enjoy section three. Okay, so mine water is boiling Uh, how much salt did you put in the water i'm gonna put a i am going to put I have not actually salted it yet so that's a good reminder to put some salt in there i'm gonna maybe about mm, tablespoon or two maybe so i'm gonna cheat i was gonna put turn my oven on but you know what i'm gonna do instead is just put a little bit of hot of water in my my the bowl i'm gonna use and put it in my microwave for a couple of 30 seconds just to warm up i'm getting myself Kind of set up here because this is going to go kind of quick once I'm okay. done. How did that do on warming up my bowl? Well, it did okay. I might put it in there for another minute. Put my cannabis noodles in here. i got my warm bowl sitting next to that. I haven't gotten my tongs. So you have a 13-inch fry pan, correct? And that's what I'm cooking my pasta in. With how much water? Probably more than I need for the amount of pasta I've got in there. <laughs> okay. But I'll just reuse this later. How long will you cook these for? So this, these should only take maybe a couple of minutes, three to four minutes tops to cook. Three to four minutes? No. Okay. They're not ready yet. (laughs) (laughs) Taste test. He's got a decent chew to them. So I'm going to grab another noodle. Yoink. Yoink. (laughs) Trying to make it audibly interesting. Oh, he's still a little too al dente for me because they have quite a bit of chew. I'm assuming this is also partly the last minute kneading. i getting to be another minute past. Keeps breaking. Like these noodles will be great, but they might be for like soup or something. Oh, really? Is it from the oil, you think? Mm-hmm. Still a significant amount of chew. And I'm now thinking that has to do with the, the kneading on this these noodles. Okay. So so that chew comes from more gluten being developed? Yeah. Okay. I have to remember to wash my tongs after this. <laughs> It's now been about four minutes. Oh no, it's only been three. (laughs) Well, they're still chewy. So keep trying. Okay. See where we're at now. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get any softer, really. That's fine. I love raw pasta dough anyway. So it's like, (laughs) if it's a dough, I'll eat it. (laughs) Right? Not a problem. Once my noodles are cooked, I lift them out of the water, let them drain for just a couple seconds. In the air, you mean? You're using tongs, pulling them out. Just above. Yep. A little bit better when you have a... pot you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. not just floating around in the ether ether in the water there's no ether in there (laughs) in the weether the ether weether the water ether water ether ha ha shit splashed myself with boiling water gross ouch so you okay yeah i'm fine take a generous amount of my cheese i don't think that's cheesy enough i'm gonna go with a bit more cheese and i think i'm gonna go with even a little more cheese don't even ask how much cheese is on here right now. I have a zero idea. So are you adding any extra pasta water at this point other than what came with the noodles? No, because it looks pretty wet, actually. Okay. And I probably could have let them drain over the pot a little bit longer than I did. But this is fine, too, because now it doesn't really need any adjustment, in my opinion. Let's see where mm-hmm. we're at. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. That is very good. Have you added your pepper yet, or it's just water and parmesan? No, I have, or water added the cheese. Pepper first. Oh, pepper first into the noodles. I'm gonna stop myself there because I just realized I put like full on like tablespoon of that oil in there. Oh yeah. Of the I, I don't know, oil. Right. And I don't know how pungent it is. So I was like, well, maybe not get myself messed up right now. <laughs> Before people come over. Yeah. My machine's not squeaking anymore. Good. Did you put some olive oil on it? Then? No. Oh, maybe it was just all the metal shavings that were in it (laughs) last time. I guess so. (laughs) Totally normal things. I might try a little batch with the other noodles just to see how they're different because they didn't get work like the other ones did. These should take no time to cook, though, because they're skinny binnies. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, this way I can figure out if I want to do wide fat noodles or skinny noodles. So this will be this got to have to do it, have to do at least one mad Gretchenist experiment per episode. It wouldn't be an episode without it. I'm using a very, very small amount though. <laughs> like the <laughs> tiniest little handful full of noodles. So I'm done rolling out and cutting yeah. the noodles. So the next part will go really fast for me and then I'll probably want to eat it. Yes, it will. So I want to share this one fun little history tidbit I found. Oh, great. Okay. I okay. started to look into how to talk about this dish in terms of what we usually do, which is a little bit of awareness of the, the country and the culture and some of the food and stuff, but it felt like it's so few ingredients. I would have to just be talking about pasta or pepper, the history of, you know, so yeah. what I did find was this really fun story that came from that um, woman, uh, Lydia, what's her name? bastiich What's her name? Uh, One of the, the article or one of the recipes? Well, this woman is, she's the woman telling this story. And she had like a cooking show on PBS for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, like cooking with Lydia. Lydia. Oh, Okay. She's like a renowned Bast- chef. Bastianich or something. Yeah. So basically, okay. So she's telling this story. That's basically during the Roman Empire, Italian sheep would graze in the spring and summer on the hills of the Apennine Mountains, and the shepherds would rest beside them, and this kind of like relaxation, resting, watching your, shep- your sheep kind of thing was called Ransumanza. and these shepherds would bring with them a dried, homemade pasta, and this <laughs> kind of reminded me of Monty. I think yeah. Right? So- <laughs> They'd bring this dried pasta, and this one said it was called tonorelli. Mm. And when they were climbing over these mountains, they'd make cheese out of the milk that they were collecting from the sheep. Mm-hmm. And that was called cacio or pecorino. And for each meal, they'd boil this pasta and then make this sauce by just grating this fresh cheese right into the cooking water. So this actually makes sense. Sorry, I, while I'm having my mm-hmm. regular noodles have to say, I might like it with the skinny noodles a little bit better. Cool. Okay. Do you think it holds the sauce better or something? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Hold on. I'm just going to eat those last little bites. Yeah, you have to. So in my culinary Italia book, culinary Italy, good Lord. The cheese that they actually have in there is caciocavallo, or cavallo, caciocavallo. Okay. Okay. Which now, when I looked it up on the internet, the internet said it was a cow's milk cheese, but... I also, in the book, it said it was a sheep's milk cheese. Jury's out on, which is right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the shape of this cheese, it's an interesting shape. So if it was being carried by the yeah. shepherds, it would have this, it explains a lot about the shape, which I definitely okay. I saw. It was like, oh yeah, this is like that in the culinary Italy, this is the sort of cheese it's recommending in the pasta. So that's, this makes sense because it says it's in the disclaimer. I'm not 100% sure how the Culinary Italy book is set up. I think it's by region, but I'm not 100% sure because things, you know, cross over. So it's a little, it's a little hard. This recipe was, and I was looking for it in the Rome section, wasn't in the Rome section. I was like, that's weird. This is like an iconic pasta. So they actually say it comes from the Campania region and Naples, which Hmm. I feel like, matches that a little bit more and then the way that this cheese is shaped it's like yeah okay this makes sense i like that story i think very well could be the the true thing right that's fun can you describe the shape of this cheese that they do recommend this one specific cheese i mean vaguely like a coin purse you know like there's like a large round semi elongated kind of egg shape and then there's like a little over the top where they tie it you know so it's like it looks like it's like, meant to be carried you know like it some yeah like and it comes with a string so like, yeah um, it's like tied with twine that you could see just tying onto your bag but it looks super kind of cool. cool like a weird snowman without a middle section yeah on it. that's like exactly right yeah did like the large bottom and then the little tiny head up on top then right And just wrap twine around that Um. connecting point. Yeah. (laughs) Good. That was great. That was perfect description. So yeah. Very cool. Whole other thing about the noodles, but then you didn't do different noodles really. So Mm. I can scrap that. And I scrapped a a lesson about wheat because I figure no one needs to be that important. It's not that important for me to tell you about durum wheat when you're using all all purpose. Like we'll get into that at some point when we have to both use durum flour for something. And then Mm. I wonder what that will be. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently durum wheat goes into all kinds of things, including injera. And I was like, what? And Jarrah round two with Durham wheat. Yeah. Do a a mix of Durham with the the buckwheat. I think that would be really good. That would be super fun. Oh, Mm -hmm. definitely have to do that again. Well, I guess this is probably where I'll leave you because I'm going to do my pasta super quick, but I'm going to clean up a little bit first because it's a disaster in here. Oh my God. All right. So make sure you take lots of pictures of the results and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Thanks for joining us, everybody. This was a real one. This was great. Cacio e Pepe. And now we are complete. <laughs> Pasta! Pasta! Okay, we made it through the end. I We left you with me still with my uncooked noodles. And... Those poor little noodles sat for too long and became a little bit too mushy to separate. But I did realize when I was editing that I didn't flour them kind of like individually before I put them in a pile and let them sit. So I missed that when we were going through it together. So I think that is probably the problem. I recommend using semolina flour with the pasta cuz it's got a little bit thicker granule. It really helps keep the se- pasta separated and it's easier to dust off the pasta if you you know once you're going to put it in the water so you can kind of like not have as much starchy stuff going into the water although we wanted that in this recipe so ignore that for now but <laughs> <laughs> So a little more flour at that step and or the addition of semolina probably would have made this a different story for me. So I ended up using packaged noodles. It was still really delicious. I just think it was probably not as good as it would have been with like really fucking delicious fresh made noodles. But that's okay. I was going to make another match the next day, but I was too tired. That pretty much means that my second pass at fresh pasta was also a mess. But we'll just keep trying. And one day I will conquer this. This will happen. One day. It will happen. But the, the flowering at the end is sort of key so I'm sorry that I didn't <laughs> stress the importance of that that's okay yes well we'll we'll do it again we'll have to do filled pasta at some point since one of my favorite pastas that comes from Parma is a filled little similar to the Monty almost or they're like another little thing but you have them in or actually it's more of a tortellini but you have them in broth and they're so fucking good so more pasta is in your future you can't get away <laughs> from it I'm sorry I'm well, a pasta pasta fiend so yeah thank god I can't get away from it (laughs) it's a dream (laughs) oh boo I have to keep practicing making (laughs) fresh pasta terrible it's a terrible thing I've done to you here (laughs) (laughs) what were your final thoughts on your regular noodles and your infused noodles I think I actually ended up enjoying the texture of the infused noodles a little bit more because they got like that really good kneading so i think i'd even maybe recommend a slight playing with your your dough a little bit and like doing some more kneading doing a little less kneading seeing where you like your noodles and also you can kind of play around with that depending on the application it's it's kind of your own thing so it's like whatever you like if you like a noodle with a good amount of chew the more kneading you do the more you're going to get. It turns out I kind of like that. I will need my my pasta a little bit more in the future. The sauce though. Mine was, I'm I'm sorry that you had to use fresh (laughs) pasta or dried pasta, but like mine, I'm sorry. It was so good. It was so fucking good. (laughs) I can imagine. I am so excited you got to have it. I am only 10% envious and (laughs) 90% excited, kind of. For me, if it's fresh pasta, can't really go wrong. I did end up waiting to eat my cannabis noodles a few days because I was a little bit worried about getting a little too high by accident by eating it. Turns out I shouldn't have worried. I didn't put enough oil in there to really make it super high. I'm sure I would have felt it if I hadn't already gotten high before I ate them. (laughs) Needs work. the infused pasta needs work that that's where we came my my final conclusion so (laughs) a win in some ways a progress still needs work in other work in progress yeah (laughs) yeah work in (laughs) progress thank you (laughs) considering i don't even know how much i put into that portion of dough like it'll it'll (laughs) i'll have to do it again and actually measure shit this time anyway thank you again for joining us our Lovely fans, find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and of course, highgluttony.com, where we share the recipes we use today and reference today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> Off you Off go, go gluttony.